Hey everyone, it's Nigel here jumping in before this week's episode to give you a heads up about what's to come in the My Matter universe. So myself, Tazzy and the team have been working in the background on some major projects and big changes for the brand. Some you've already heard about, like the Do I Look Like a Gamer campaign, which is now a yearly initiative, and others that are still to come. And one of those changes is to our Studio 77 platform. We've been doing different live stream shows every month since the pandemic, from casual conversations with comic creators to games nights and interviews with video game professionals. And we also do the Studio 77 report, formerly the Gamepad report, where Tazzy and I talk about the latest MyMatter news and announcements. We'll soon be revealing a new look website for those shows to live on beyond Twitch's 14-day window. This will come with a membership and there'll be other benefits for anyone interested in supporting the work we do at MyMatter. We'll have more to share on that in the coming months, but for now, you can listen to a segment from the Studio 77 report that we recorded for March, where we talked about the video game stories of the past month in this Rewind episode. And we'll be back next week with another deep dive episode. And welcome to the Studio 77 report for March. This is a brand new format, but Nigel and Tazzy still here bringing you the latest update from the Maya Mada universe. Um, before we get into all the announcements and the updates and the events, uh, let's get started with our top gaming stories of the past month. Each month, we like to look back at the video game news stories that have managed to catch our collective eyes and discuss them right here with you, our members. Also, if you're listening to this on the Story X Story podcast feed, then you can enjoy the audio version. You can also catch the live stream as well, because we most of the times live stream this on Twitch as we record, or you can become a Studio 77 member to get access to the full Studio 77 report video whenever you like. You can also jump in the member chat in our Discord and let us know what you think of the stories. So let's get started. Tazzy, what is your video game story of the month? My video game story of the month is a sad, sad story. Yeah, it is, it is a sad story. So we've had a lot of news of live service games being shut down, but in particular... The one that I care about is Knockout City. Sad. Um, <laughs> so Valen revealed that Knockout City will be taken offline on June the 6th, with the silver lining exception being that Valen will enable private servers to be hosted on a PC thereafter, which I'm very, very grateful for. So there's an article from GameStop by Mark Delaney, and I just want to share a quote that I also very, very much agree with the sentiment of this. As Knockout City is a personal favourite of mine, the news hit me like, well, a dodgeball to the face. <laughs> and I've never related so hard to a quote word for yeah. word. For word. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we're obviously big fans of Knockout City. We've played it several times on um, as part of our games night. Um, it's also been part of our gamepad online events and it just we just create i mean 
It's a really good game. We should be able to still have it in Gamepad if we can host it on PC. Yeah, I don't know what the criteria is for those private servers. Hopefully it's not like a minimum or not a high minimum of people you need to play that game. Yeah. We'll so investigate. We'll, we'll investigate and see because I'm excited for that. Like I will be joining some Discord groups and private servering like just to play that game like yes please (laughs) it's such a good game Uh, and so the 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 kind of like reason for shutting down as well as many other live service games is the metrics it all comes down to numbers Mm. so unfortunately that's dictated whether we can have a great game or not um which is really really annoying and what's even worse if i've like spoke to people about this and they're like I've never played Knockout City. And you're like, yeah. you've never played. Like you are <laughs> missing out. And now everyone's missing out because you decided not to play ever. Because if you had played, you would have played it again. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it, is, it is definitely a great game. So quote from the CEO, Karthik Bala. It did come down to metrics, being able to have the retention of players. We had a strong core community, but a lot of people who really enjoyed the game kind of just came through they may go away for a while they may come back but overall retention rate with it which is critical to the heartbeat of any kind of live service game has to be at a certain level month to month to make it make sense otherwise you know you're not able to create a sustainable business to keep going and that's the cold hard reality that we had to face which makes this really hard and really emotional which is really what really sucks about live service games because I don't play games as often as I'd like to. And also there's a lot of games out there and to dedicate your time to a singular game can be difficult. You know, you've got get friends that are playing other games. You want to play a single player game or whatever. There's loads of reasons. Um, and then there's just too many live service games. So I really, I really hate that knockout c is one of the ones that's getting lost here Mm. because it is so so good it's such a good game and it did it was originally a paid for game and then it went to a free to play and then now it's just going to a no one can play no one can play (laughs) (laughs) it is such a shame it's like because we we talked about this in the wider context of live stream, not live stream, live service games on our podcast. So on episode 132, we talked about this. And when I was putting the notes together uh, and reading about like the sudden closures of, of live service games, I was looking at it quite detached. So I was like, oh, this game that I don't play is shutting down. This other game that I don't play is shutting down. Wait, I recognize this name. No. <laughs> so it was one of those as I was putting the notes together. And it's a shame. And it's kind of, it's one of those things where, as the CEO mentioned, and it was good to for them to put that into context about it does come down to the numbers, but specifically about the the month-to-month numbers having to be at a certain level. And it sucks because it means a, a good game that a not insignificant number of people enjoyed can no longer be played because it didn't get to the, the level. Uh, and it does make me wonder, are, are the... I, mean, I don't know exactly what the metrics were, but does the live stream, I keep saying live stream, does a live, <laughs> live service, service game, yeah, does a live service game model work for like a, a thriving gaming industry? Mm. I also like the fact that 
in this quote specifically is mentioned that you're not able to create a sustainable business to keep going so it's like this is not even like this isn't even about like making a big profit this is about like Mm. just just keeping the lights on yeah Yeah. (laughs) just to keep it right like just to keep it going yeah and it is a shame that it needs to have that like monthly retention because obviously things happen during life and a lot of especially nowadays a lot of things that will globally affect people so if there's something that's globally affecting a large group of people and then suddenly and they might be part of your player base and suddenly Mm. they drop off for a month maybe a two months but then come back you've still lost that that monthly concurrent and playership i don't know if playership is a word it is now (laughs) (laughs) yep we just submitted that to the dictionary so Um, it's just so sad and i'm really sad that it's happened to knockout city because it really is a unique game especially when it comes to live service games i think a lot of live service games tend to be on the like battle royale or the like brawler category Mm. and there's a lot of that and a lot of shooters but there is a handful of just very unique fun games and this is one of those and this is i think this is fairly unique and the other thing is that it's just a pick up and play like you do not have to be good at games to play this and enjoy it it. and and be like feel like you're participating which i feel like a lot of games you you're just bad at them and it's hard (laughs) to get good unless you pump in a load of hours but with this you can literally get to a good level Mm. in one sitting and we've proved that we've proved that with games like we've proved that it being in tournaments it is like a, as long as you know like you understand basic games as long as you have like a basic threshold of gaming you can pick up and play this very easily and seeing the film dodgeball would also help you yes <laughs> that will contribute to you. Yeah. but it's just it's just a lot of fun and it is just like a pick up and play you can just i mean you can definitely be tactical and level up that way and be like really serious about it but you can just pick up and play and have a lot of fun and not be like in a lobby full of hardcore players yeah it felt really accessible yeah so it's just it's just a real shame and it's a real shame like is there a solution is there a solution is there a way that we can keep i don't care about anything else is there a way (laughs) that we can keep knockout city that's my question like and what is the way that we can keep knockout city is it like i don't know minecraft you have to host your own servers Mm. yeah sounds like funded servers servers yeah (laughs) can we do that (laughs) yeah sounds definitely like that private server option is something that we we will be investigating and it it also makes me think about live service games in general because we're seeing a lot of them and seen a lot of them shut down and it's almost does it like setting games up for for failure because if this was a let's just say this was a standalone game mm. and that was it you make the game it's done there's no like at least no seasonal season passes it's just every so often maybe new character new mechanics whatever it might be that would work and then Valen can go and make another game maybe update this so often and it would work and that could be classed as a success. But we've got this model is increasingly getting this model of, no, you have to have X millions of players every month from now until eternity, all the games of failure, and then has to shut down and no one can play it. And that mm. I'm not sure about that 
where we're going with gaming if that yeah. becomes more and more the benchmark. But were games being financially successful as standalone multiplayer games prior to live That's service? That's a good question. I feel like there was a need. There's a reason why live service is so popular for yeah. developers and publishers. And maybe that's because they weren't making enough money. Enough money before. With the previous model, especially as games get more and more expensive. Expensive, yeah. And I can definitely see the value from a from a company perspective of the recurring monthly yeah. revenue. That's just like what every company just needs to be sustainable, let alone before you even get to profit, just to be sustainable. Yeah. But it's like, where do we find that middle ground? Yeah. Where is that? Because it's clearly not sustainable because it cannot be, it's not being <laughs> <been> sustained. <laughs> by definition. Out, it, by definition, it has not been sustained. So how, I think then the bigger question is like, how do we make games sustainable? How do we make online multiplayer games sustainable? Mm. I'd love to have this discussion with someone who's in live service games. Yeah. But yeah, so I mean, okay. yeah, definitely there's like an overall interest in film theme, but my main takeaway from this is I'm upset that Knockout City is being shut down and I really hope that these private servers we can we can utilize in some way. So maybe there'll be a be a Mayamada Knockout City server. <laughs> We, I'm sure we can um, make that happen. Yeah. And I don't know, we can like include it in Studio 77 membership. I like that idea. Yeah. Great. Maybe that's to come. <laughs> <laughs> cool. All right. So my video game story of the past month is probably not even one that impacts me directly because I guess I'm not as into DC films as I am Marvel. Actually, that's not true. That's not true. Anyway, it's about DC's video games now fitting into the film and TV shared universe. So for those that don't know, the now new, as of this year, I think, DC Studios co-chief James Gunn of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and uh, Suicide Squad, uh, the good one, fame, has now laid out his plan for the future of DC comics, movie, TV, and video game adaptions. And the vision is to unify much of the brand's forthcoming output into a single MCU-style continuity. So the reason why this one really um, got my interest is maybe not necessarily what it means for any specific sort of property within the DC universe, but what it means for one games like video games being taken as seriously as all the other mediums that they're putting it into the the extended universe uh, and two will it work <laughs> because my initial reaction was oh that's cool but then thinking about how games are made versus how film and tv are made and try and merge that all into one I'm like oh is that is that actually going to work what do you think tazzy i think they've shot themselves in the foot <laughs> It is something DC are good at doing, though, to be fair. I think it's, it's a very a silly, silly move to make, I think. Why do you think that? So then... <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you think that? Let's start... <laughs> is that easier? <laughs> the very nature of video games is like... Well, one of the big appeals of video games is that you get to live a story... And you get to have an experience that's not your own. That's not something that you'd experience in the real world. You get to experience something different and you also get to make it your own. It's a big appeal 
of video games. It's why open world games and sandbox games are so popular. And if you then make everything need to fit in to this canon, then how do you make games fit in with the canon? With, you'd have to take away that magic. And particularly for a superhero like franchise and so like dc have some of the best uh supervillains i think and to take away like how i get to play as one of those because it's got to be canon or mm. you don't take away that but then the games aren't canon because what i do in the game isn't canon. like isn't, yeah, yeah. the games are either not canon or they're super controlled and everything has to be a very linear like last of us style game obviously the last of us is great we're fans of fans of the last of us yep but we don't want all of our dc games to be like that to be exactly i say that like, like that. i've played a lot of dc games, DC games but, I yeah. want to, <laughs> but i'm definitely not going to if then i'm forced <laughs> to play them all in a certain way um, so I guess your concern is like, do you think this will restrict the type, the style of game that is made yeah. because it has to fit within a uh, yeah. established order? It's okay. restricting the medium. Like yeah. your video games it, like exist beyond the realm of TV and movies. Like mm. they expand that. And I think a good example is the fact that it's so hard to make TV adaptions of video games. Mm. Well, my thing was, it's just hard to make video games in general. So in my mind, it's like, because we've seen what Marvel have done with their laying out the the timeline. You see Kevin Feige on the on stage. Here's the timeline, which is great because by and large, I mean, since the pandemic, there've been more shifts and everything. By and large, things come out, things come out in order and it all fits together. <laughs> I mean, we've seen a lot of games be delayed and, and not just delayed, but games that are coming out. Yeah, that was my, f- my next thought after is like games coming out, you know, this game is going to come out in 2023. Oh, no, wait, it's 2024. Oh, wait, no, it's, <laughs> it's uh, come back to us on that. It's now 2026. We've, we've seen enough that? examples yeah. of that where if you're, if the continuity, like, no, if a game depends on something that's gone before and something that comes after depends on what goes in the game, mm. that's, that's a tricky one. Also, like people will watch films and TV shows are more likely to watch films and TV shows at near the time of release. Mm. Whereas games transcend those barriers. (laughs) Yeah. People will pick up games years after. How relevant is that game going to be even a year after its release? What? So your game, you've shortened the life cycle, the effective life cycle. Yeah. Or the relevance of a game. Exactly. It's not to say you you couldn't make it work. So there's a quote actually from James Gunn, which kind of on a more maybe positive, oh, this is maybe how it could add value um, way, where he says, what's very different about it for us, for DC, it's not like we're going to have Superman come out and then have the Superman game come out. It's more like we have Superman come out, then two years later, we have Supergirl coming out. So what's the story in between there? Is there a crypto game that we can play? that comes in between, that's still set in the world with these characters, but that it's its own thing to sort of give games the prominence that they deserve. So that gives me more hope. Mm. So it's kind of backtracking on themselves. So is it canon or is it not canon? (laughs) So what I took from that is like, it's, it's canon, but not dependent on a, so it sounds like he's, he's not planning to do a a film and then the the game of the film, but he's Mm. the, it's uh, the stuff that you didn't see in the film 
we can put in a game. Okay, but then I have so many questions because of how <laughs> games work. We need so, to get James on here. Can we get, <laughs> <laughs> get his agent on? <laughs> so then you're going to have to, again, I feel like it's just limiting the game. So we're going to have side quests in this hypothetical crypto game. Other side quests going to be relevant to storyline in Superman and Supergirl. If something happens, like, because games have so many Easter eggs, mm. you then have to make all of your Easter eggs canon. Therefore, to do that, you have to link them to the worlds. Yeah. What if, if, what if, so like games have delays all the time and changes, films equally have changes constantly made to them. The cut mm. that's released mm. is never the original plan. Mm. So then you're going to have this like weird missing link if something that was meant to be in the supergirl film then doesn't go in the supergirl film but there's a yeah. reference to it in the game that you've already released yeah yeah <laughs> i mean there's a reason why marvel don't take this approach or at least not yet have taken this approach to include video games into their uh into the universe and i guess mm. they do what i think is a is a good approach of like they're, they're taking the characters and maybe in some cases some of the likenesses of MCU films, but they're very much their own separate things, separate storyline. Yeah. And I think as well, the other thing is like you already, like DC, you're already failing. <laughs> no, it's, it's new. It's universe. new this time. It's new this time, Tazzy. We got, we got you, rid of The Rock. You dropped you The Rock. really, <laughs> really, really want to try something even harder? Like, I don't know. I mean, I know James Gunn's good, but... He knows what he's doing. We've got we've got a plan. I say we. I'm not. <laughs> I mean, we'll see how it goes. I guess, but I do not. I'm a I'm an optimist, and I'm yeah. not feeling very optimistic about this. That is not a good like sign. It, I feel like it, it. It just really creates some limit limiting factors. I I would feel better if they were saying that there is going to be some canon stuff in the video games, but the video games are not necessarily all canon. Mm. does that make sense yeah and to be fair that when it comes to film and tv they have addressed that saying that the vast majority will be canon but they've got a label uh elsewhere stories things that aren't canon so for example the uh the batman verse because there's going to be an, an i think at least one sequel i think maybe another one which is not canon but then everything is i think it's just a way for them to kind of wrestle with stuff that's already in the works now and the stuff that's to come and just having some kind yeah. of cut so maybe they can do something like that with games yeah i just don't know i feel like just yeah so they're basically creating a dc universe that's separate from some of the dc stuff that already exists but yeah it's they're kind exactly of like resetting Oh, do, do not read. This is silly because this is not the day and age to reset superheroes. That's what they're doing. <laughs> it's, it's a new vision. It's a new day. <laughs> Have they not learned anything? <laughs> it's not the age to be resetting superheroes. We've seen all the stories. Yeah. <laughs> but okay, we'll we'll see. We'll see. I feel like I feel like they've basically said they're doing one thing but they're not actually doing that thing and then and then going kind of broken yeah. like broke, yeah, okay well. <laughs> because they are doing it but they're not doing it because they're gonna have else 
yeah. Worlds games. So not all the games are going to be canon. So well, no, well, that was in, in reference to like film and TV. It didn't specifically mention games, but I'm saying they could potentially do something like that in games. So with the films, they're going to have things. I think the the idea is the majority is shared universe or canon, but, and this is my editorial on this, but we've got a bunch of stuff that's in the works in over the next few years that isn't part of this now new vision. We need okay. some way to explain that. I definitely think that they should have a non-shared universe yeah. content section and not everything should be shared universe. I think maybe if they do that, it can work. Okay. But I, I still think that the games being, I think they've given themselves a challenge that yeah, that's, that I that's don't it. think DC are capable of. <laughs> I feel like this would work for like a much smaller franchise. Mm. But for something as big as like DC or Marvel or like, I don't know, Disney princesses. <laughs> <laughs> When there's the so other, many properties involved. Yeah, there's in, too many moving pieces. Like, you need, if it's a smaller universe, yeah. Mm. Big universes like this, I don't think it, I don't think it works. It might be like some canon, canon-esque, but not. <laughs> to label it canon. The flavor of canon. <laughs> yeah. Because so, by saying it's canon, you're like, everything that happens in the video game is now canon. Mm. So if I go and blow up I don't know, half of Gotham. The half of Gotham needs to be blown up in the the next Batverse. I guess yeah, if you movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they have to somehow explain <laughs> me personally in my game because all the games are canon. <laughs> <laughs> Why half like see what I mean? This is the issue that you get. It then makes you you have to control what the gamer is doing. Yeah, because otherwise, I, not canon. It's not canon because hmm. everyone's gaming experience is different. This is going to be interesting. That James Gunn. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's get James Gunn on this. That's <laughs> that's the takeaway. James Gunn needs to come here and answer uh, for himself. Answer for your crimes. Yeah, <laughs> your crimes against storytelling. Um, well, we're going to be keeping an eye on this, and yeah, I'm just I'm kind of fascinated to see how if how they can uh, work this out. So yeah. we'll see. But those were each of our video game stories from the past month. So let us know what you think. You can jump in our Discord where you can also share the stories that you think we should be talking about. Now, let's find out what's coming for the Mayamata universe this month. We hope you enjoyed that segment from the Studio 77 report. Make sure you join us on Twitch so you can see us record those segments live with all the bloopers that we cut out in the edit. And if you're enjoying the Story X Story podcast, make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating and review because that helps us reach new listeners and fans of story discussions. As ever, you can check out our own stories on the Mayamada website, which is also going to be changing in the coming months. We've got a number of titles available, including our latest manga release, Serious Through the Fog. And while you wait for the new and improved Studio 77 platform and membership, you can join our Discord community and chat with the team and meet others in the community as well. And for those that are into their games, and for those that are particularly into their games, make sure you keep an eye out for our Do I Look Like a Gamer video game representation campaign, which is now a yearly initiative pushing for increased diversity and inclusion in the video games industry, as well as opening up awareness of career opportunities for young and aspiring professionals. 
Our aim is to empower the next generation to be an active part of shaping the future of the video games industry. We've got a bunch of plans in store, so check out the photo campaign when that is launched in April, which will feature 40 players and makers, and keep an eye out for news on campaign events and how to get involved over the year. So thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you again next week. Thank you.